Hello and welcome to another episode of the Turtle War podcast. As always, I'm Jeff and this is Andy. What up, people? <laughs> Millions of fans around the world. Uh, sorry if I seem distracted. I'm just making sure my phone's muted because nothing's more frustrating than having your phone buzz in the background. Yeah, I mean, there's probably some more frustrating. <laughs> no, that's literally the worst <laughs> thing I can imagine. That's up there in the top million for that's, sure. <laughs> that's my first world problem. <laughs> like, I, I cannot imagine. I literally can't imagine anything worse than my phone buzzing mm. when I wanted to be quiet. So, like, if you were the Hulk, you'd go full Hulk strength if, like, oh with the phone, when the phone buzz. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So like, we would know, like, if you're like you're Bruce Banner and you're just like chilling, and we're like, man, we need the Hulk, like, because we're being attacked by aliens and stuff, and we're like, just give him, like, call him, call yeah. him on his phone. Tell everybody, turn your phone off. No, I was going to call Jeff. <laughs> yeah, That's like, I was, you know, yeah, I was sitting there, I was talking to, like some guy who had like he was like this old guy who had survived the Holocaust, and he was telling me like all of his like you know horror stories and everything, and I was like, bro, <laughs> I feel you. Let me tell you. <laughs> the other day, I was, uh, I was, uh sitting in the doctor's office and everyone was super quiet and my phone started ringing if you can believe that oh my god <laughs> that's the worst yeah he didn't he probably, he probably he didn't see the connection yeah yeah all right guys uh thanks for joining us andy sent me a text the other day we try we're trying to come up with topics beforehand and he sent me a text and we both you know with everything that's going on in the world i'm a lot of a lot of political stuff, a lot of uh, financial stuff with gas prices and pandemics and just everything is, you know, it's pretty crazy times in the, that we're living through right now. So we thought that it's time that we addressed action figures. Because, <laughs> like, that's, that's the number one thing on my mind. That's, yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, that, that pretty much stays in the uh, forefront of my yeah. process. Like, I can... Like pretty much when I'm like going through my daily life, I can just picture like action figures in my hands when I look down. Yeah, actually, I'd say I'd spend the majority of my day at least in some way thinking about action figures because I usually like uh, anytime if you go through my bag right now or my pockets, I almost <laughs> always have action figures. Actually, really funny story, real quick. Uh, I hadn't seen Andy, hadn't seen Andy in a little while. You know, we we go little uh, bursts of time where we don't really talk too much every now and then, but it had been a long time since I'd seen anyone in his family and his mom and his sister had come over. His sister was visiting from California and his mom came over and we we're just talking about stuff. And, you know, I mean, I'm like in my forties at this point and she says, she's talking and she says, Oh, remember those little, those little things you guys used to like, they were like little inch tall, like pink figures. Like what were they? And we we're like muscle men. And she's like, yeah, dude, like those were so funny. And I was like reaching my pocket <laughs> It's like, you mean these? <laughs> I just happened to have two muscle men. <laughs> like, I don't always carry those. It was just like total coincidence. But I was like, oh, man, that was perfect. <laughs> like, who just has muscle men in their pocket at any time? Apparently you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, she was, I think she was pretty amazed by that. <laughs> so, yeah, action figures. Um, I would say action figures, for me anyways, they are definitely a pretty important topic. Um, you know, I mean, our... our Podcasts. If you ever want, you know, more details, you can go to our other podcast at Defense, and you'll get some uh, details on the name from uh, behind. But you know, Turtle Wars is pretty much based on action figures. That's where the name came from, and for mine and Andy's uh, love of action figures and our you know childhood growing up together uh, with action figures. Yeah, I mean, for me, action figures. You know, people. You know, they talk about books and movies and video games and how they've lived a thousand lives. You know, going through. Or they've seen the world going, you know, through books and stuff and all that. But for me, it's been, you know, like action figures. Like I've, I've, had, I've done so much stuff uh, just being able to take these little things and, you know, have my own universe, my own uh, stories and stuff going on with these little posable pieces of plastic. Oh, yeah. that, so, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, it's okay. Yeah, so along those lines, you know, like, you know, it feels like kind of like an interruption, but it's basically exactly to like to reiterate like what you were just talking about. It's, it's kind of like they're their own medium, you know, like there's a, animation is a way to tell a story. Mm -hmm. Film is a way to tell a story. Like, you know, you could do a puppet show. That's a way to tell a story. Like they're a way to tell a story. You know, it's, it's kind of like doing a, you know, an animated, like a, you know, kind of like a dark crystal type animation or something. Just imagine that they're, that we're not there. You're not there holding them, you know, and you can tell any story you want. It can be as elaborate as you want it to be. Um, you don't have to worry about the production value or what is, you know, special effects or how it's going to look like, like an end product. The end product is right there in your hands. You're telling a story in real time with, yeah. you know, whatever you're, whatever's happening with the, with the figures. And especially if you have a modicum of imagination, like, you know, you have something, uh, that, um, is physical, but then like the amount of, uh, 
theatrics or special effects or whatever you want to put behind it is all just, you know, it's all in your head. And yeah. so <laughs> I don't know. For someone like me playing with action figures, and I still spend a lot more of my uh, money on a regular basis than I should, especially at this age, on action figures. And I, But I, I always have, you know. And I've never been... I've got a couple. I don't know about you, Andy. I know, I don't know how much, oh, what? There's like a term for it, like never been open or something like NBO or not out of box or something. Right. They're like for like real, like I love action figures and I love toys and I love, you know, figurines and everything, but I've never, I would never consider myself like a collector or anything, even though I have a huge collection because mm-hmm. like pretty much if I get something, it's like I'm not even out of the store before I'm ripping it open and playing with it. I've not right. been, ever been a big believer in like, you know, keeping something in the box to like preserve it or something. I'm like, if I'm buying this, like yeah. it's, it's, I'm buying it because I want to, you know, I'm not trying to collect it for a retirement fund or something. It's like, I'm buying it because this is something that I love. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I would say I have a collection, but I don't know if I would consider myself a collector. Right. Know? Because I guess that's not the point of why you buy them. Like you buy them just because you want to have them to, you know, to have, the, the action, like action figures. You yeah. Know, you're not trying, I want the have, action. You're not trying to have, yeah, you're not, have, not trying to have collectibles. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then just to get into kind of in depth, cause we could do like multiple episodes on this. So, you know, that's, that's the kind of overview overview of, I guess, you know, our, like how we feel about them, you know, as far as the, the best ones are like, you know, my personal favorites, you know, the ones we had growing up, like the GI Joes, I think, to me kind of stand out partly because you can like, you could, well, inter- they're like interchangeable parts. I think I know where you're going with this <laughs> and I'm pr- I'm pretty sure we would have the same answer. I, I should probably write it down just so we can both say like one, two, three, <laughs> go. Like uh, your opinion, best uh, toy line ever of all time. Um, best toy line ever. Ninja Turtles. Oh yes. That was my exact answer, <laughs> dude. I mean, you would think Star Wars because Star Wars like really made such an impact in like, you know, basically changed the industry. I mean, kind of, you know, I mean, Star Wars changed the world. Everybody knows that. Right. Dude, Ninja Turtles and what the, their toys and their, the details that, yeah, you can't touch it. Yeah. Ninja Turtles are hands down the best line of action toys ever. Yeah, because so much, like you said, the detail, like so much creativity went into them, especially for that time. Like if you were, you know, in the in the mid 90s, if you were looking at like, you know, on a, on a shelf in a toy store, or I guess they weren't shelves, but like on, if you're looking at an aisle in a toy store, and you see all these other figures that are super basic, like stripped down versions of the character. Like they're like, okay, let's make this as simple as possible for the mold process or whatever. And just, you know, nothing, no details, nothing that really stands out. And then you look at the Ninja Turtles and it's like, they're just like, let's just throw everything in the kitchen sink at, at, at each figure. Like, how can we make this more elaborate and awesome and like, you know, have, have more stuff. To no, it? that's a good point. Yeah. And like you're saying, the details in the um, Ninja Turtles, like when you, like they would put so much details in every single figurine stuff that wasn't in the comics or the shows. They would like throw it like, uh, for example, Muckman. Like you could just sit there. Muckman's <laughs> one of my favorite. That was actually figurines. the one that was in my mind. When yeah, I was, when I was saying that, you could sit there and look at the, you know every the all the little milk cartons and all the different pieces of trash that are just like in his body that like they didn't have to take the time to put in there. And, and actually um, for an example of like how those are so unique and better than like, you know, toys of that time. And even a lot of the toys of this time, they have remade a lot of the, well, they re-released pretty much the, the main line of the Ninja Turtles. Like they haven't gotten into the, into the, the, the later ones like tattoo or anything. All the original, uh, line of Ninja Turtles they've re-released so you can just buy them and uh, the box and everything looks exactly the same like you can just it's like you're buying that toy from the old days but they've also released uh, lines of Ninja Turtles that are like you know updated like they're uh, you know like some of them are like $100 for mm. a two set of turtles or something and they're supposedly way better and they're bigger than the original whatever you know 3.5 or whatever they are the Ninja Turtles were right. but the uh the Muckman, anyways, I got the Muckman as like a $60 Muckman. I don't know, he's probably about 10 inches tall or something. He's got a weird face, and it's, he doesn't, I don't know, <laughs> like if you see him, he has. <laughs> well, like even for Muckman, like, like I'll, you'll have to, <laughs> right. we'll pull him up or something, you'll have to look at, he has like a, uh, like his lips are weird. Like, if he, like, yeah, but that's true. Like for him being like a man made of garbage to say that his lips are weird. <laughs> like something on your lips. There. Yeah. Like, like that's the thing that stands out. Like he's, he's just a, like garbage. Yeah, you got weird, a man shaped pile of living garbage. A man shaped like, pile of garbage with weird what? lips. <laughs> What's up with your lips? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, no attention to the trash can as a backpack holding Joe eyeball. You're just like, dude, yeah. what's going on with your lips? How do you but, talk? Yeah. <laughs> so even this one is like supposed, you know, it's like newer and supposed to be like better. And like, you know, it's like when Todd McFarlane would release toys and you're like, like you would say like, that's a Todd McFarlane toy. Like, that's kind of what these Ninja Turtle toys feel like they're supposed to be like. But dude, like no detail at all. Like mm-hmm. there's very a lot of smooth features and everything. And then you go back and look at the old Muckman, and you're like, you know, so much, you know, the, the sewer grate on his leg and everything. Just uh, the quality of it is, is you know, is the, they just went into an insane amount of detail that is, you know, was essentially unnecessary. Right, and it's, and I guess just to get to get back to why the details and stuff are so important is it's like because there there's a story behind. You know, I feel like you, you could in your head when you're looking at these figures or interacting with them, it's like there's a potential story behind like every detail. I mean, I remember like, you know, I, so I have a, a degree in art and like, you know, I'm a big into art in general. And I remember one of the classes, one of the art classes I had, uh, we just, we had like this really in-depth discussion of like, you know, what art is and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the way I've always felt about it is it's just like, you're, you're telling some kind of story, like whether you're telling a story yeah. about just how you feel or whatever, it's just like, you know, to me, it's just storytelling. And, you know, when I hold an action figure, it's not only is it a work of art, but you know, it's a piece of, it's a piece of storytelling. Like they're telling, you know, they're like, for example, Star Wars, you know, obviously there's a story behind that. Like these are characters that are in a, it's, it's part of something bigger, you know, and the, the Ninja Turtle line, especially like, not only is it part of something bigger, which is like the whole entire Ninja Turtles franchise and story. But then when you look at the figures, there's like, there's so much details, like you can see scars on the faces of the characters and all this stuff. And there's like a story behind every little detail of it, or at least in your imagination, there can be. Yeah. So I remember just spending hours and hours just like, you know, looking and interacting with these things. And we would actually like flesh out some of these stories, you know, like behind the characters or behind like, you know, different details of them. I mean, we, I guess there was times when it was like, we'd just been like all night basically just, in, you know, playing with the characters. And oh, yeah. So when you're in art classes, your professor like... What's art to you? Are you like Ninja Turtles? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that's how I, that's how I felt, but I didn't want to like express it in those words. But I do remember um, I took a photography class where uh, we were supposed to do like still lifes and stuff. And pretty much every chance I got, I would just set up action figures and take pictures of them. And I, like for some reason, it didn't seem like the uh, the teacher was into it. Like actually, that was the only. No, this is a true story. That was the only class I failed in college. Really? <laughs> yeah. She she failed me. So uh, I don't know if how much of it was that, but. Uh, she apparently wasn't too into it. Yeah, she's like, I, I don't like action figures. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, you, if, she, if she didn't like action figures, then like that was just a given that I wasn't going to do well in that class. Yeah, did you ever, like a lot of the people that I follow on Instagram are just people that are like, you know, they've got names like Backyard Warriors or something, but it's all like, there's like so many people that do that where they, they'll just take like Stormtroopers and, you know, maybe recreate a scene from Star Wars with Stormtroopers or they'll just... Uh, you know, set up people like fighting right. in their yard as if the the grass and plants are like, you know, big trees or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of people who spend a lot of time <laughs> going on that, and I appreciate all of it because it's all really fun to look at. It's some good stuff. I mean, we still got like so many of them. That's totally you know that we could even add that in uh, to the like the Instagram and stuff like that. You know, because I'm sure we could come up with more like in addition to like a like a just a strictly visual thing. I mean, like, I got a ton of stories we could tell using action figures and stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, for example, just to get into some of the, like, specific ones that I remember from, like, you know, uh, from growing up and stuff, it was the the one-gauge man, I think, was he was, like, the all-time, it, if, mm-hmm. in, in other words, in, like, taking the action figures and just kind of making them, like, our own personal versions of the characters or whatever, that was the one that stands out to me. He was freaking sweet. Yeah, so that was, he was gung-ho from, uh, wait, gung or gun? I think, it's, I think it's gung-ho with a G. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> gung-ho from uh, G.I. Joe, um, just like some bald uh, sailor guy. And then I uh, remember talking to Andy about gauges and something, and we were here to talk about a 12-gauge, and I said something like, you know, like, well, shoot, I'd pull out, like, a 20-gauge or something. And Andy, like, explained to me, like, no, like, the, the lower the gauge, the more powerful the thing. And then so then I came up with this uh, – you know, well then, you know, this guy would use like a one gauge and like, it's like this, like, it's like the ultimate weapon. Yeah. It's like, if you use 12 gauges for hunting elephants, like a one gauge is like for, it's basically uh, like a, it's like a, it's a handgun that's, or like a firearm that's like a nuclear weapon pretty much. Yeah. And <laughs> just vaporize anything in front of it. So then we uh, took the gung ho, gung ho and made him, I want to look that up. Gung ho sounds wrong. 
I think I don't know if it's Gunho or not, but well, no, Gunho sounds worse now that I say it. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so we took his figurine, and uh, he became one gauge man. And then you know his one gauge kind of acted like Thor's hammer in a way, like he could do almost supernatural things with it and make it return to him and stuff. And then he had other people on his team. One guy, Fat Boy, who was the Rancor Keeper's action figure from Star Wars. And he could barf up missiles for his uh, missile launcher. And then Squarehead, <laughs> who was a guy who got jumped in an alley. And it was actually just, um, I took one of the G.I. Joes and like actually just chiseled his head square. <laughs> and we said that happened to him and he had lost all feeling and somehow that made him like some sort of a super warrior. So yeah, that uh, that became an ongoing storyline for us. The one, the I think the team was the one gaugers. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture like anyone seeing that and being like, Jeff, why are you just whittling your action figure's <laughs> head in, into a cube? Yeah, I think I had three versions of them. <laughs> Piling all my GI Joes into a square head. <laughs> you just wanted to have him in different costumes and yeah. stuff. Yeah, he was a pretty good character. Yeah. yeah. Um, like more recently, I've thought more about, you know, obviously for us as uh, kids, it was fun just to play, to play with the toys and, you know, think about the stories behind them and stuff. But now, you know, as an adult, I've, I've developed more respect for the designers and stuff and kind mm-hmm. of like seen them more from that perspective, like the quality of the design. And I'm thinking, especially considering that uh, in the early days, or it's probably still the case with, with some of them, but uh, the designer of the toy is the one that comes up with that character. And then they write it into a show like He-Man or I'm sure it was true to some extent with G.I. Joe and some of the other shows, probably I think Ninja Turtles as well, where they were like, okay, this is a toy line. Like this whole franchise, this whole idea is a toy line. And then there's a show that goes along with it. So you create the toy and then we figure out a way to write the toy into the show. So yeah, you you hear a lot of interviews from people at Mattel and stuff specifically. I mean, I'm, I think it's like you said, it's that way with pretty much almost all of them, but specifically with He-Man, you hear a lot of interviews with people that, that it legitimately was, like you said, an action figure and they would like bring that in and say, you know, like, Oh, here's this guy, Madulak, uh, figure it out. (laughs) And like, they would, (laughs) they would have to write episodes to sell toys, they were yeah. like they. He Man was literally a commercial. So yeah, so the so the toy the, the toy makers or the ones who designed the toys basically designed they. It was kind of like their story, like they they was their characters. They came up with the characters. So it's the the. I mean, the weird thing though is okay, like they have to have been working so in sync with the writers. And like, what if there was like some kind of beef, like one of the toy makers, like one of the writers was like, oh, this toy is crap. You know, I can't make crap with this. And the, the toy maker is like, oh, yeah. And they, they come up with a bunch of designs. They're like, let me like try to figure out a way to make this story impossible. <laughs> like, I'm just going to come out with toys that like there's going to be no way to write a story behind this. Like Fridge Man, because they don't even have like plugs. You know, there's no outlets in Eternia. So like, let, me, let me make this dude that looks like a fridge with an outlet for, with like a, a cord, like a power cord for a tail. And then he has another power cord that's like a whip, but you can't plug it in. <laughs> so that's his big plan. He comes and he's so they like, got- <laughs> they have like a pitch meeting and he's like, he, he explains it to him and it's like, uh, you're fired. <laughs> he's like, oh. <laughs> Did you mean the writer? <laughs> the toy designer. They're like, because he has to have, you know, they have to have their weekly meeting and like, I assume one of the bosses would be there and they're like, all right, uh, give us a new toy so we can. Uh, make these eggheads write the story or something. And he's like, all right, this is Fridge Man, and he, he has to have a power outlet if you can figure that out. And, and then he's got these whips, and he's so awesome, and the boss man's like, <laughs> you're out of here. I mean, or the boss man, like, since this is just a story we're coming up with just on the spot, the boss man could be, like, telling the writer, like, you're fired unless you can come up with a way to, <laughs> to put this guy in, he man. And he also has to say that to the background artist, like, you guys are fired unless you can, like, go back into every, like, background cell and draw outlets on the walls. Like, all these, like, super elaborate paintings they did of the backgrounds of Eternia. That's probably outlets everywhere. That's well, that would be like the toy maker comes up because they had that fight. So the toy maker's like, all right. And then he comes up with that big idea to have a refrigerator man. He's like laughing at himself. He's like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. And he goes and they have their pitch meeting. And then like the boss is like, yeah, I like, I like fridge man. He said, figure it out or you're fired. And he's like, oh, yes. And he's like, they leave and he like walks out with them. And the writer's all sitting there and they're just like, uh, magic. And they're like, yeah, magic. <laughs> no, like, all right. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Like no one even acknowledges that he has a power cord coming, coming out of him. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Plugs it into magic. <laughs> Seems. It's, like, it's like he plugs it into <laughs> so, like, Now I'm just imagining an episode with him. 
like I guess he's a good guy, I assume, because like fridges are generally good. Like they hold food and stuff. Like uh, he man's like in the desert. It's like, oh my god, I'm so hungry. And then fridge man comes up and like opens himself up, and he's <laughs> like, which like this delicious apple juice and a like um glad uh, some fish and stuff. Like he's got all this food in him, and then he man's like, where's the coldness in your body coming from? And he's like, oh, from I just my body. <laughs> it's like where's the warmness in your body coming from? <laughs> he's like, would you like some fresh crushed ice? <laughs> He opens his head. <laughs> He's like dumps all this ice on him. It's like infinite. Oh no, he has a little ice tray. Like he pulls. What sort of desert are they in that? Like he man's all hot and like <laughs> he can like probably walk on the sun. And he's like, so it's hot. the hottest desert and it's like hotter than the sun. Oh, geez. it's like Skeletor transported in there. <laughs> then like, where did Fridge Man come from? <laughs> he just lives there. Because <laughs> he's got the coldness in his body can make him withstand the heat. Actually, the the bosses would be like, "Man, that's the best episode! Like, you guys are genius." <laughs> it and all makes sense. To, so, like, man. the guy that made the design the toys, like, all mad. He's like, "There's no way they're gonna do this." And then, like, um, he like doesn't hear back anything. But then he like sees that episode come out on TV, like a couple months or however much later. He's like, "This is gonna be the last episode because this is gonna suck," and like they're never gonna figure this out. Like the writers went in any. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess you would. They would be kind of shooting themselves in the foot, the toy makers, if they think that that's actually going to end the series. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, there's no way they can write Fridge Man into this, so this series is over. Oh wait, this is my job. Yeah, they're like, I didn't really think that through because, yeah, if it did work, they're like, this sucks. You're all fired, and he's like, wait, <laughs> <laughs> you can just go design He-Man characters on the street now. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, wait, don't you just want to? Fire that one guy. <laughs> like, no, no this is ruining the series. We're like, shutting the show down. <laughs> that's it. We can't. We can't survive this. Everyone's like, thanks a lot. That reminds me. I was in like I don't know, like fourth or fifth grade or something, and we had like this field day thing, and it was like the you got paired up with someone. And I got paired up with like this really big dude that I was kind of friends with. I think his name was Scott, and like the thing was you had to like throw balloons back and forth, and so it's like you throw the balloon, catch it, take a step back. Throw the balloon, catch it, take a step back. Whoever makes it for the furthest back. Uh, wins, right? Right. I didn't really understand the uh, rules when they explained it to me. I was like, I'm going to get this. So I thought it was, I didn't know it was like me and Scott versus everyone. I thought it was me versus Scott. So like, oh. it was like the first throw and I threw it horribly and like he went to catch it and like it <laughs> popped and he was like, thanks a lot, Jeff. And I was like, that's right. And then they were like, you guys are out. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so that's pretty much what happened to that writer. <laughs> he's like, going to screw that guy over and then he's like, oh, sh- no. Yeah, that can totally. It's weird because like I, I was like, okay, that's like pretty interesting, but like, how's it? But then that tied in like probably. Really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if Scott's listening right now, he's like, like he could, he just knew where you were going with that. Like as soon as you meant, you mentioned the thing. Yeah, he's know, like the field day. <laughs> like that field day, like to find his. He life. still thinks. About it. <laughs> he's like, I knew it. It's kind of like Al Bundy when he's talking about like how he threw the per, like, yeah the, the touchdown pass like in high school. But it, but for him, it's like, you know, it's a negative thing. So Al Bundy, that was like his one, like, moment of, like, yeah, glory. Four touchdowns in a single game. Right. But for him, he's like, man, like, you know, his life is awesome. Like, he's a billionaire. And he's got, like, this big yacht and stuff. But it's still, like, nags in the back of his head. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe, like, Jeff threw that. Uh, the, yeah, he's, always, he's always been like, man, like, was he trying to ruin us for some reason? <laughs> Or like, like he wakes up in a cold sweat and his like supermodel wife's like, babe, go back to sleep. Are you having that, that water balloon dream again? <laughs> and he's always wondered. He's like, I have no way of knowing. I mean, I could just ask Jeff, but I mean, he probably doesn't even think about this anymore. And then, yeah, he listens to our podcast and he's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> it brings it all back. <laughs> like he was he, like at that point he was in therapy and stuff and like almost forgetting it. He was like, I only think I only have that, that nightmare like once a week now where I'm back at the field day and I don't catch the balloon. And, you know, he's kind of like, that's the best place. This is the best place I've been in in a super long time. And then he listens to the podcast. And, like, now he's, like, he can't even, like, think about anything. Like, he's literally, like, <laughs> it transported him into that. Like, right now, he, like, if he just looks at the wall, he pictures the field where you were having the field. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, not even, he's not even in the real world anymore. <laughs> it's good. Like, just immediately goes comatose. <laughs> like, living in his mind now. But no, like he's like he's like super rich and he's a billionaire and everything. But like he's that's bugged him so much that for the last I don't know thirty five years he's had he's known where I was and everything, and he's had uh, hitman who like just constantly follows me and he's like 
He's like, I don't want to have you kill him unless I know that he did it on purpose, but I just can't decide. <laughs> and he's like, spent like, he just like spends all his free time like trying, he's like reliving and he's like, and he threw it. And he got, but I mean, maybe he was just bad at throwing. <laughs> and then he hears this podcast and he like grabs his phone and he's like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> but then he would still have to think about it because he, because he wouldn't have known that like, that you didn't know what the rules were. So it's still like, that wouldn't give him any clarity. Like he'd just be even more confused. He'd be like, well, he did, threw it like that on purpose, but he, thought that that was the rules yeah but i still do it on purpose so that's like as soon like as soon as we publish this episode it's like we hit publish and like you know let's say that's 13 minutes into it or something i don't know however long i don't know what time we're at but um i'll say it's like 10 minutes into it and then like we hit publish and we're sitting there 10 minutes later all of a sudden i'm just like <laughs> like my head red, just like a red dot yeah like you're, we're just sitting here like well there we go we just posted all of a sudden <laughs> my brains are all over the wall <laughs> But then, like, um, Scott's like, I assume his name is Scott. I don't mm-hmm. know, but he's like. I think it was. That's- <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know sure. his name 100%. <laughs> it was like, better than Mortimer. It's Greg, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, man, I'm thinking about nothing but that. But he, he doesn't even remember my name. What the hell? But, um, yeah, he's like, that wouldn't even bring him any closure. He's like, man. That's just- <laughs> he's like, I feel the same. Now I need to find. <laughs> the therapist was right. I should have just dropped it. But there was right. I shouldn't have had him killed. <laughs> he told his therapist the whole plot. He's like, "Yeah, I got this hitman right now." But he would probably take uh, some solace in you know the fact that I mentioned it. He's like, "Well, all right." So it impacted him at least to the degree that he remembered it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of good. But he's like, "So I'm not like." the worst person ever <laughs> but then he's still like he still has you killed but then he's like it's like at the end of the princess bride where he's kind of like the um the dude that like killed got revenge for like for his father and he's like oh yeah i don't know what to do with the rest of my life i know i don't know what to do with my yacht and, and millions <laughs> of dollars and supermodel wives <laughs> it's like all just it's all just empty <laughs> i wish i could just turn back time but yeah action figures <laughs> <laughs> so we need to make an action figure of, of scott we can come up. <laughs> we'll come up with our own. Yeah, we'll come up. Ooh, that's what we'll do. Okay, okay. It's the the Turtle War action figure line, and like Scott's one of the characters. <laughs> He's the only character. <laughs> it can be me as a kid, and then Scott like in a two pack with water with the little toy water balloons. <laughs> it's, it's, Scott's just based on your memory of what he looked like. Yeah. Totally. Like, I remember he was taller than me, and he was heavy set, and he was African American. He doesn't even look like him. <laughs> I'm gonna flip through the yearbook, and that's not what he looked like at all. <laughs> you don't even do that ahead of time. You're like, yeah, let's pay this money to get this toy produced, and then like you happen to have that yearbook, and you look at it, and you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't even look like him. So you had the, you already had the action figure in your hand. We're like. We're like at the toy line where they, you know, the giant machine, whatever that makes toys. And I just happen to have that year with me that I haven't flipped through until that minute. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> you send that to them. Like you email the, um, the toy company, like a picture of Scott from that, that you took from the yearbook, like with your, with your phone. And you're like, yeah, this is him. And, and I send them my description and then I just mail them uh, a copy of the yearbook. And I'm like, Hey, I haven't had a chance to look at this yet, but he's in here. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. It's the name of Scott. <laughs> There's like 20 Scots in there. <laughs> it's like it's like a different Scott. And you're like, wait a minute. Like the toy line comes out, and like you don't even like you don't you never even look at it again. Like you forget that we even did the toy. <laughs> line. So like, people see it in the store. They're in Walmart. <laughs> They've They're never like, even heard of the podcast. Scott and Jeff play. <laughs> so like someone like someone's never heard of it because like I don't know how many listeners we have at the time of this broadcast, but like let's say like someone goes into Walmart that's never heard of the Total War podcast, and they just see like a two pack of action figures. Scott and Jeff, the one that's Scott, like the Jeff looks like you, but the one that Scott doesn't even like, looks like, looks like an actual kid. Like, <laughs> let's say it's that actual Scott. <laughs> like it's the kid, it's the person, it's the adult who they actually modeled Scott after for the action figure, but it's uh-huh. not the same Scott that you threw the balloon to because they just picked a random Scott. Out of yeah. The he's just like, it was like the first Scott they came to. Like, why is this me? <laughs> he wasn't even there that day for the field day. He's like, why is this me? And he's like, like his wife has like seen pictures of him. He's like, Hey babe, don't look like me. <laughs> like he's like the Scott that they use for the action figure. He's like, we're even wearing the same shirt that he had on, on picture yeah. day. And stuff. He's, he was actually like the principal's kid who was just there that day for like, or he was just there in one of the pictures, and they said, like, Scott so-and-so was here, and that's the one that they used to model it and say, yeah, he wasn't even part of the school, really. 
So he's just in Walmart and he sees this like action figure of him with a two in a two pack with a balloon with with you and he's like, why is it, why is that me from six from sixth grade in a, a two pack of action figures? But he'd still buy it probably. I I'd buy it. I'd buy all of them they had if I saw yeah, like action he, he couldn't me. even track down the company like you know most most um action figure packs like the bubble pack would have like the at least the website, if not like a number you could call or something. It's like the company that's, but it doesn't even like the back is totally blank. It's just like a white, white back in front of the front. Just like the only wording <laughs> on the no ent- information on it. <laughs> the only wording on the entire thing is Jeff and Scott. And it like says, which one's Jeff and which one's Scott right at the top says field field day, 1992. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so that's, that's how I, that's why action figures are freaking sweet. What, um, do you think you can definitively say if you have a favorite action figure? Number one favorite action figure of all time. And that's, yeah, I, I could, I mean, this is going to be like probably two minutes and nothing but dead air <laughs> while I think about it. In the meantime, I can say for some reason I cannot ever, cause I've got a lot of action figures that I, you know, display around the house and that I, you know, carry around on a regular basis or even just sit there and like, you know, do karate kicks and stuff while I'm trying to think of stuff to type. But the one that I can definitely say has been my favorite action figure of all time has been the original, uh, Raphael Ninja Turtle. I don't know why. The way he stands, the position of his arms, just, uh, I've definitely, I think, it goes back and forth, but I would say Raphael's probably my favorite of the turtles anyways. I don't know why, but that Raphael figurine is just like, when I see that, that is like the perfect, I mean, there are definitely other action figures that have, you know, better of this or more of that or something, but there's something about, it's like, I don't know why, it's just like, to me, that's the perfect action figure. I mean, they nailed the attitude, like, you know, Raphael, he kind of stands out among the Ninja Turtles as kind of like a, you know, because all three of the other ones... Even though they have their own personalities, they're just like good guys trying to like save the the day. Whereas Raphael is the only one that has this kind of like a more to his personality, like this duality kind of thing where he almost sometimes it feels like he doesn't want to be there. Like he's, you know, or if he, if he, even if he does want to be there, he probably just wants to kill like the enemies. Whereas everyone else has like a higher code of conduct and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's the deepest of the characters in that sense. And I think they, I, I do remember that the original Raphael action figure you're talking about kind of captures that, I think, pretty well. That's true. That's and a good point. It's super weird, like, for someone who's just, like, their job is to make a, a little clay model or whatever of an action figure, and they're like, yeah, you got to capture his essence. Yeah. <laughs> but they actually did it, though. They're like, what do you mean? They're like, listen, when there's a live action movie, He's the one who's going to say, damn, <laughs> he's going to blow every kid's mind. <laughs> so they, they've never even seen an episode of Ninja Turtles. They're like, just do a um, three, like they give him a picture of Raphael and be like, you know, I need you to do a 3D version of this getting ready to say, damn. <laughs> do you like remember that in the movies? The, making the D sound. Do you remember that though? Yeah. When, yeah. Uh, and he'd always be like, he was like, damn. And he's like, damn. And then like <laughs> shows that one where he's like, damn. Yeah, like yeah. you go through the whole city. I think he was the reason, the reason they got a PG-13, I'm yeah. pretty sure. That, I remember when that first came out, uh, like blew my mind. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and not just because like, you know, I'd never heard any foul language before, but just, I don't know, you know, it's a kid's movie or yeah. something. He was like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, compared to the show, like you would never see him oh drop a, a D bomb on the uh, like the Saturday morning show. Oh, dude, that w- and we'll go back to your favorite action figure. Like we haven't left that completely. I'm but, still um, thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's still in, like the gears are still turning. You mentioned the you know the movie versus the show or anything. Have you ever watched? And I, I'm pretty sure that we've discussed this in the past. I might have asked you about this, but have you yet seen the animated movie Turtles Forever? No. Oh my gosh, it's good. It's so good. They take the I forget who. Well, I don't know how to describe it. It was like the 2007 animated version that was currently out that the movie, they were like the main ones that the movie was in. And then, you know, their version of Shredder comes and then uh, their version of Krang. And uh, then they get crossed over with the turtles that we grew up with, you know, like mm-hmm. the early, the late 80s, early 90s turtles. And they call them the chubby ones. Then there's the original, like the black and white, like the original turtles. And like, because I don't know if you ever read the original Ninja Turtle comics. They're pretty yeah, hardcore. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're pretty graphic. So, and they cross all these turtles together and have this thing where they have to go fight this one because one of the shredders is like legit evil. They're not like goofy, you know? Right. And dude, it is such a good movie. Turtles Forever. Turtles I Forever. Gotta watch that. And one of my favorite things that they do, not really spoiler, they do it a couple times throughout the show is like, uh, they'll be fighting people or something. And I think it's usually Michelangelo and, you know, they'll say something. And he's, you know how in the show they always do that where like they look at the screen and they're like, yeah. they'd say something they, and he's they like, break the fourth am I right? Wall. Yeah, they break the fourth wall and like he does that. And then like like right in the middle of the fight, they're like fighting like the whatever tigers from this current series. He's like, hey, check this guy out. Am I right? 
And he just like stands there, and then like one of the other turtles, like from the modern times, comes up, and they're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> just like stand there staring at a wall. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's Turtles Forever. Turtles Forever. Yeah, I would highly recommend checking that out. And like, so I've been trying to think of a favorite uh, action figure I have, other than like we, because we've already been talking about the Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. ones and uh, how how cool those are, and I'm like, man. You know, uh, they, had, they had so many good ones, like especially just the original lineup. You know, of the I remember with the uh, the original Ninja Turtles, where they came with the the belt with the you know, like each one had their own weapon, and then they had all these other crazy weapons that I don't think you really ever saw in the show. But you know, they just made the the figures that much cooler. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to it's kind of hard to top that. I think probably though, it, you know, like my favorite one would have to be something from that toy line, and I think it's probably the pizza, the pizza face, the dude that the chef, with yeah, like the pizza <laughs> yeah, the box stuck to his peg leg, or yeah, because one of his, yeah, one of his legs. Is the, I mean, that's one of the, when they started getting really creative. I don't think that yeah. was one of the very first ones that came out, like with when they put out the the original turtles, but it was like, like the second set where they really started just throwing crazy ideas together. Mm-hmm. That was the same set that I think had like the not the giraffe guy, but wingnut and screw loose, mm-hmm. and you know a bunch of the other good ones. But yeah, see, like he's got one hand that looks like he's pointing at the sky, and you wouldn't know <laughs> you, you wouldn't know it if you um like you know unless you saw the accessories he comes with. But he's actually supposed to hold be holding this pizza that he throws at you, and then the other uh, like one of his legs is a hatchet that can actually come off. Well, I guess would you call it a hatchet? Is a meat cleaver that can come off, and I guess he holds it in. Yeah, I guess cle- I would have probably called it a hatchet. But yeah, I guess cleaver would be more accurate. Right, I think Baxter Stockman was part of that same line, which yeah. is. A, Another really good one, whereas uh, like his, he has a w- set of wings and mm-hmm. a second set of hands that can detach so that he looks somewhat more human, but still like clearly yeah. not a regular person. Yeah, he's a good character. So you think maybe Pizza Face? I think so. It, it's got to be. It's got to be one from from a Ninja Turtles from that period. But there's, it's like it's hard to even choose one. Like they were all like so oh, good. You know, what was a good one. That's uh, Samurai Leo. Oh yeah, that was a freaking sweet toy. Yeah, that was a, another uh, like when. They started coming out with more different versions of them, like the ones where you could put stuff in their backs, like the shells opened up and they could yeah. keep stuff. Around. Well, that's another thing, like because Samurai Leo, uh, he didn't open up or anything. But I've never been a fan of action figures that do things, mm-hmm. like a button on their back that makes their hand punch or something. It's like, all right, I can make their hand punch. Yeah. Like that just, that's you know, that's that's like the equivalent of me of like uh, you know, people who try too hard in movies to use music to like direct where your emotions should go it's like bro, uh-huh. just let me watch it like stop trying to force me to like be happy or sad or something but that's uh, i don't know i mean a transforming you know like the turtles that transform into something else or something that makes sense because it's transforming but just when <laughs> it makes perfect sense yeah a giant turtle transforming. It's like why wouldn't a ninja turtle transform into a fire well, no, i guess fire from truck. that point of view it doesn't make sense but i mean from the point of view of a toy right you yeah, know, if, yeah. if it transforms that's something that it doesn't normally do so right you know that may but the uh i don't know yeah like I remember, like, you know, the Karate Kid toys, they all did something. Like, they had a the Karate Chop or, like, a Karate Kick or something. It's like, Yeah, because yeah, in a way, it kind of limits it limits them. Yeah, not only does it limit the lifetime of the toy, because yeah. it's going to break eventually. Like, yeah. those those things never last. But I don't know. That's That always just bugged me. Like, you twist their waist and their hands do something. I'm like, ah, oh, don't do that. Just make, a, just make a small, posable figurine of this character. Don't try to beef it up with... Yeah. You want them to have to be more like adaptable to different situations and not like only throw punches or something. Right. Um, like another really good one that's probably that's easily in my top five toys of all time is the multi joining Spider Man. Dude, I don't know why. Maybe it's something you just said, but that literally, like, I was waiting for you to stop talking so I could mention multi joining Spider Man. <laughs> was it even called multi joining Spider Man? So, like, it, it, they all have mul- multiple joints. <laughs> like, there's very few action figures that don't have multiple joints. Yeah, well, he just had more joints than most. Yeah, that's Spider Man. Yeah, when that came out, that was like, oh, because, yeah, he was like extremely posable. Yeah, it was one of the first ones, if not the <clears throat> first one, that you could find in any local toy store for sure. If not, I don't know, maybe in Japan they had stuff like this, but where you could uh, articulate the ankles and mm-hmm. like the wrists. Um, yeah, and I think the way they did like, you know, the skinniness of his body and everything, I think they really, that, that probably, in my opinion, is one of the uh, captures the character and the you know the you know like if you want to take him like you want to take a spider-man and like pretend you're like that you have a little spider-man in your hand and make it to jump around and stuff i mean that multi-joint spider-man i think they nailed it with that one yeah I and mean, that's probably my favorite non-ninja turtle action figure yeah no that is a good one so some of the the honorable mentions i guess you could say like oh remember i mentioned the uh 
muscle men from when your mom was at my house that time. But dude, muscle men. Oh, yeah. so freaking cool like the um and it's crazy now because like you can go to walmart and literally i guarantee if you went there's some line of toys of there's just little you know like yeah garbage sewer men or something yeah. but man at the time just uh these little you know hundreds of little uh non-posable different shape and style of figurines muscle men were amazing yeah I, th- I think they were the beginning of that concept which like you said you know you can see other brands of toys that are uh, lines that are that are similar but we're they're not going for any kind of articulation because these things are literally just little figurines that i mean they're bendable yeah, they're like an inch tall well, i mean you can force them to bend they're not designed to bend but the plastic is movable and uh, doesn't break after you know it's flexible enough that you can move them around but so yeah i mean i guess you could call them bendable Right, but the whole the whole idea and the, the appeal of them is that there's a crap ton of these things, and each each one is unique. You know, there's when it's muscle, like with a period between each. What was that called? When it's is that a, oh, it's um acronym acronym? Yeah, I wanted yeah. to say anagram for me. I was like, that's not right. And it was uh millions of unusually small creatures living everywhere, is what muscle stood for. Yeah, there was I don't know. And I remember there was like checkoff lists and everything. I mean, there was a couple hundred of them. I don't yeah, remember exactly. It, was a bunch, yeah. Yeah. it wasn't millions, but yeah, <laughs> it's quite a few. It's misleading right from the start. It's like an entire country full of people coming up with these things. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're doing like, I mean, I could. It's hard to imagine how that would even happen. Like some kind of supervillain wants to come up with a toy line and they're like, I'm just going to put a giant dome over the entire greater Tokyo area and have everyone in there designing toys so that I can get a million unique yeah. designs. So they, do you have a favorite muscle man? Um, I, I like the hand guy. I was about to say the hand. <laughs> Dude, the hand was cool. This thing is like, it's like a hand. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like the same size as everyone else. So like, you know, he would have been, it would have been like if you, if there was like a giant hand that was like, like you're in like a team of people and one of them is just a giant hand for some reason covered in some sort of bumps all over warts or something. And then his middle finger just has a face on it. Like he's like, ah, looks really mad. <laughs> but they don't even like explain how his, like his feet, I mean, they don't have feet, but they don't explain like his locomotion at all. Yeah. It's just like, it's cut off. So this, this guy, like if he's, you know, if you, if you were to see him in real life, he just has this big flat spot on the bottom of his body and then has to, I guess he, it's kind of like he would have to crawl on his fingers, well, but then so. it one is he got the but middle they, finger as a face. face. Yeah, so I think he just like puts the one, he puts his middle finger. See, I think that too, like he would move kind of like a thing from the Adams family, at least the Adams family, at least he did in the Adams family movie. I don't think he ever walked around in the uh, show. No, they had some dude behind a screen or something and yeah. he had very limited motion, I think. But I don't know, because I thought that, I used to think that too, but then I kind of came to the conclusion that, in my opinion, because of his face being on the tip of his finger, so that would, I mean, that'd be like if your face was on the bottom of your foot. I always just kind of imagined him sort of like, you know, kind of fat guy jumping like on, like on yeah, like on his stump <laughs> of a body, like just woo, like boing a boing. The crazy thing is, like he looks. I mean, he looks intimidating. Like yeah. if you were to look at this little figure, it looks like legit scary. Like you know, it could give like a five year old nightmares. But if you the whole idea is that these guys are supposed to fight each other, and he looks like the toughest one, like in the whole thing. And then like he gets into the wrestling <laughs> ring or whatever with a dude that's actually got arms and legs and muscles and can move, and he's like sitting there hopping trying to get away from. Like, let me out of here. And the dude's all just like wrapping the ropes of the ring around like uh, his, the neck of his middle finger and like give up. I mean, I guess he could just like grab him like a like a hand and oh hands yeah, that's that. true. Yeah, yeah, because he's pretty strong. I mean, yeah, you would think. Yeah. I mean, there's no background to him. <laughs> no. I have no idea how strong he is. He's pretty strong. He might just struggle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see how if he got if he got his hand around, around or his body. <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he got himself if he got around himself. one of the other characters, he could just squish them until like the top of their head popped off. So, and then, so Muscle Man was and based on some sort of a Japanese thing. So they are supposed to be wrestlers. Right. And like, that's why I think I never got it or anything, but you could buy like a wrestling ring that uh, came with them. But there was good guys and there was bad guys. And the main bad guys he had some sort of kaiju name or something, the main good guy. And he was just like, like the plainest one with like these some sort of little symbol. He was just really muscular with a little symbol on his chest and some sort of weird mohawk. It looked like he was, because of his lips and everything, he might have been supposed to have been wearing like one of those Mexican wrestler masks. Like a, like a, a lucha yeah. mask, yeah. It, that actually, yeah, that probably is what he was. they were going for. But he wasn't um, even nearly as elaborately dressed as like the l- most, most lucha wrestlers. It was literally like, wasn't it just like a tank, like a tank top t-shirt kind of thing and jeans or something? Yeah, if that were like or maybe, Superman maybe style spandex. underwear or something. Yeah, yeah, nothing fancy at all. And then the leader of the bad guys was Terry Bull, and he was like some sort of, you know, looked like a 
biker slash eighties, you know, hairband guy, like a mullet kind of, right? like a curly mullet. Yeah, and then like bullhorns. Right. So there is there there is more of a story. And then I don't know if you ever watched the like I think in Japan there's actually because I got from one of the conventions we went to, I got like a, and I cannot remember what they call them. They don't call them muscle men at all. There's now I want I want to say it sounds something like kaiju or something, but there's some sort of name for them. <clears throat> and there's like all these statues of them. So I got one statue, and it's of the main muscle man, and he's like flexing. And then there's all these other guys around him. And then there was a TV show that turned out to be pretty sucky, but it was called Ultimate Muscle. And it was like that guy, and then like all, a lot of the other characters that you remember from Muscle Men, and like they would like wrestle and stuff. And he was supposed to be some sort of a superhero or something. I don't know. The show really wasn't very good. I remember getting excited, like, whoa, there's a Muscle Man TV <laughs> show. And, and yeah, it was, if I imagined them, you know, bringing those figurines to life in a TV show, that would not have been what, <laughs> that would not have been my choice. Yeah. I mean, there's so many awesome creative ways you can, stories you can come up with this, with these characters. Yeah. That uh, you would think that a TV show would it, it almost there'd be no way it could be bad. Yeah, well, I don't know, probably some <laughs> way, like the hand guy could be the main character. Like he has to leave his hand family and go on adventures. <laughs> that, that, that might actually be pretty good. I don't know. Uh, so, you know, we're getting close to an hour here, so I don't want to you know eat up y'all's entire afternoon with uh, talking about action figures because this is definitely a topic that we can come back and address uh, again. We can have a part one, two, three, four. I'm sure, but. One thing that I do want to talk about that to me really changed action figures, you know, it was like, I don't know, uh, it just, when these came out, I remember my grandmother actually, there was like a Sears catalog or something, and she showed me the, you know, she's like, here, you want these? And she ordered me some, and I was like, what? Yes, all of them, check, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but it was the uh, Marvel toys. Oh, right on. It was like, I remember it was the Fantastic Four was the first ones, and you had uh, the thing and like Ben Graham had a clobber action right arm. And then like Mr. Fantastic, like each of his joints went like, I don't know, a quarter of an inch out, like tit, 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 so <laughs> that he looked like, you know, he went from being like four inches to being like seven inches or something. Once you completely stretched him out, the invisible woman who the original invisible woman action figure had nothing. She just looked like Sue storm. And then there was the uh, human torch. I think he might've came with a fireball or maybe just nothing. I don't remember that. Yeah. So, and then, uh, I don't know, for me, that changed a lot because now all of a sudden, I mean, there had been, uh, you know, some Marvel action figures before. Like, I remember the original Secret Wars line that came out based on the Secret Wars thing where there was, like, a Wolverine and a Doctor Doom and an Iron Man, which I remember a friend of mine, Jeff Cox, had those, and I never had any of those, though. And that was really cool to have that. But, you know, and so we had the the G.I. Joes and the Ninja Turtles and the Star Wars stuff. and But then all of a sudden, it's like one day, uh, you know, they came out with these Marvel toys and it's like, holy cow, that changes everything. Cause yeah. <laughs> now, you know, like we've got the Ninja Turtles and you're making them fight and everything. And then all of a sudden, bam, right down the middle of the fight is the thing yeah. who like is, you know, all he has to do is close his eyes and there's nothing they can do to hurt yeah. him. <laughs> it completely changes the dynamic. Yeah. I mean that, yeah. Like for, again, go back to our at defense podcast and you'll get more details on this. But for when we were having actual turtle wars, like Marvel, toys changed like the face of all <laughs> yeah, that yeah it was a game changer yeah the marvel toys for the coolness and everything but especially for us like who actually played with them and tried to like incorporate them into our own little world or something man once you once you brought in like the magnetos and colossus and wolverine and all this it was, yeah it was a total game changer because now you've got these guys that aren't just like ninjas or not aren't just like real american heroes or something it's like oh well this guy wolverine like this whatever you do he's gonna heal and yeah. you know <laughs> Yeah, Marvel toys made a huge impact on the action figure world, in my opinion. I remember having to figure out ways to kind of like even the playing field a little bit. Like we'd say that grenades could hurt. Like there was no character that a grenade couldn't yeah. hurt. And like, you know, there you would have limits to what characters you could even bring in. Like, you know, nothing more powerful than Silver Surfer, which is like way ridiculous compared to like any you know, G.I. Joe or Ninja Turtles character. But yeah, you know, just to give, to give some kind of sense of like the difference. I remember we would have... Uh, these these elaborate forts set up and stuff, and then you would have you know a character like Silver Surfer or something attack, and we would give the characters time to kind of defend themselves. When it's like really, you could just like freaking swoop in there, and every GI Joe that's within like a mile of where his one hand blast would be like yeah. vapor. <laughs> but that's not how it played out in the Turtle War. We'd we'd obviously make them survive. And then you know from there, Marvel obviously they're toys they went from oh, that was another thing that first run uh you know when the when the marvel toys first came out the fantastic four were the first ones i knew of but then they had that there was a captain america toy and that's another one that i don't know why 
because there have been other Captain America toys, uh-huh. Captain Mar- other Captain America toys with more joints and stuff that I can, and like better faces and everything that I can definitively say is like a better toy, you know, on paper, like, you know, like this mm-hmm. is actually a better toy, but something about that first Captain America toy that got released, and maybe it was because it was one of the first ones, is another one like that Raphael did. I'm like, oh, this yeah, is yeah. like one of my all-time favorite toys. Like, this is, I don't know why, like his arms are even in a weird <laughs> position and stuff, but I've just always loved that Captain America toy. Yeah, so, you know, obviously Marvel came out with more and more, and now there's pretty much a, uh, an action figure for every Marvel character and every DC character and everything. So, pretty sure it's probably an action figure for almost anything these days, but... Yeah, um, multiple for a lot of things. Like, but, there's like two... Like, like you you could pick out any dude in the background in like one of the Marvel movies or something. There's like two of him. Yeah. And there's like the the plain clothes version and the undercover version of like you know, <laughs> of like convenience store clerk number two. Yeah. And that yeah now they've got like hot toys which are like you know there's like hundreds of dollars but they're like you know it looks like Robert Downey Jr. when you buy the Iron Man it's like, like it's like <laughs> but yeah dude for the time uh, Marvel the Marvel toys they they uh, like I said they were a game changer. They were they were pretty quality too. I, I think I, so. I guess the later ones they started making them more elaborate you know kind of more like along the line of the ninja turtles but i remember the like the original line being just simple and pretty good as far as posable and stuff like that they didn't go overboard with trying to make them do special stuff even though most of them they would have some way of like expressing their uh abilities or whatever but yeah a um, lot of them remember there was two that kind of bugged me like there was a punisher that like you would wind up as you'd wind them up and then let it go and i guess it was supposed to be like Machine guns or something? Yeah, like it was just like some dude. Like, you don't even have a machine gun. He's the guy that started shaking, like has a seizure. Yeah, but then there was another one that like you could open up his back and he had a little. It was basically like the the hammer to a gun or something. You know, like you pull it back and let it go, and you're supposed to put like a ring of cap. It was a cap gun, basically. You would put like those strips of caps. I don't even know if this exists anymore. And you're supposed to like you know you pull that hammer down and another cap slides up and you like goes. So, like, from his perspective, he's just like, no, no, no. Ah. Yeah, yeah, really. He's like, I'm not the Punisher anymore. He's got a cat, like, inside of, inside his body. Yeah. It's like, ah. <laughs> but that, I, because, I don't know, I never had many of those uh, cap things, even for cap guns or anything. So, that's one toy that I never used to its full potential. Like, I don't think I've ever actually run caps through them. Do they still make caps? I'm pretty sure in this day and age, they don't. Yeah, like, I don't if I were to ask, like, you know, Lydia, I, don't, I doubt she'd even know what a cap is. I'd be like, Lydia, what's a cap? And she's probably heard of it, like, because I think it's, like, has a different meaning now. Like, yeah. With, say, like, nose cap, cap or whatever. But if I said, what's a cap? Like, she's not going to, like, she's not going to picture the little red things that we, you break apart and you hit it with a hammer in your garage, like, on the cement yeah. floor. And it goes, that's, a, that's not even a thing anymore, I don't think. And then, you know, while we're on the topic of older toys, one thing back in the day was female action figures. Didn't exist. Didn't there was Tila, oh, right. like yeah, you know, like one of the first. Yeah, that, and I don't remember like, there ever being a you know GI Joe action, you know, female action figure for a long time. Anyways, there was never like a Lady J or a Scarlet or anything. And I remember there was Tila, and then they came out with April O'Neil, and I remember oh, yeah, April yeah. O'Neil being like a big deal, and like they would always say like you know that they would get the crate of them, and let's say there's a hundred toys or you know various Ninja Turtles or whatever in there. And then there would always be like one April O'Neil. Yeah. So they they were very. Um, I mean, now their female action figures are just like anyone else. Like there's you know hundreds of them. And you can get them anywhere. And there's action you know uh, action figures for male and females from any movie. You can get uh, go to Walmart right now and just get almost any of them. Yeah. At the time it was just I don't know they just didn't make them. And it, it was Princess Leia. They did that oh, Princess right. Leia yeah. toys. Uh, but the few that they did make, I think, were kind of hard to find. Like yeah. I don't know if they didn't anticipate a certain amount of popularity. So like you said, they wouldn't, you know, put as many on the shelves, uh, even if it's a major character. Yeah. I think there was, a, there was a She-Hulk, wasn't there? There was one. I mean, eventually. Yeah. Not, yeah. But not one of the real early ones. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, at first, oh, I'm trying to think like, I think, oh, I don't even remember what the, what was that one show where they had like gloop and gleep or something? <laughs> you know, it was like those people that were like on a alien planet and there was like the rhinoceros who shot the, like the choo, choo laser out of his. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. No, listen, I'll pull up the video okay. for it, and it'll make sense with you. You'll be like, oh, I remember. And, uh, and yeah, they had, like, two aliens. Uh, they were, like, these blobs that could, like, take any shape. And they were, like, gloop and gleep or okay, something. I'm starting, and to re- I'm starting to remember. There was one, there was, like, a monkey thing, but I think it was, like, man, a rock, and it was huge, like King Kong sort of monkey, and... <laughs> Oh, dude. <laughs> I remember a little bit. Anyways, I remember seeing an old, old line of figurines for them, and there was a 
you know, if you if you got them, there was a figurine for the wife, the mother of the family. But other than that, a, little, a couple of offsets like that, yeah, there there weren't very many until you know, yeah, Princess Leia. But then Princess Leia was like they came out with if she was in the movie, then there would be a Princess Leia, you know, like with the buns on her head or something. I think April O'Neil might be the first one that would be like included. Like there was like a Ninja April and. And April, you know, like in different outfits other than it was like the first one of the first boy toys, you know, not not like Barbie or something, but it was like she was like included in the line. And like whenever there was a re-release, you know, like the new the summer turtles or something, there would be an April O'Neil that came with them. And so, yeah, I'd say April O'Neil was pretty significant when you look at the life history of modern action figures. Yeah, it's weird that they didn't do more with the character in the show. I remember I remember her being like a big part of it. But at the same time, it's like. Yeah, come on. Like she's, you know, she she kind of occupied this weird space on the border between like, you know, being someone who can actually fend for herself and stuff. And then the turtles having to step in to like, you know, save the day sometimes and her being the person in distress. Yeah, I think if they were to write something like that now, she'd probably be uh, and the way I would picture her ideally anyway would be more like able to handle things on her own and like, you know, maybe cause like, there's so many other characters like Casey Jones, like he steps in and like, he's badass, you know, like what? Yeah. Just cause Casey Jones is hey, badass. So like, why not make April something like that? Like, you know, cause obviously there's human characters that are not the Ninja Turtles that can fight and stuff like, yeah, yeah they could, uh, they could go, go that direction with April. Uh, oh, and another thing I was going to like, I know we're kind of like, uh, I don't know what the deadline is to have this podcast <laughs> this I episode wrapped up. People turn it off but, after um, one hour. Yeah, I'm just trying to do some shout-outs to a couple of the action figures that have been on my mind since I started thinking about my favorite ones. It's like yeah. um, the Rancor, the original Rancor Dude. figure is freaking sweet. Love the Rancor. Yeah, I mean, it's That like, was a great toy. Yeah, it so perfectly encapsulates the actual Rancor because it yeah. does have like the, the mouth thing, but it's like you can put the, the guy, like, because it, does, it doesn't, it has a special feature that does not affect the actual, like, right. you know, articulation of the character at all yeah like the mouth just opens and you can put like a dude in there mm-hmm. uh, and then um i don't know if you remember the inhumanoids figures like decompose yeah like, yeah that was freaking i remember like decompose being like my favorite christmas gift one year probably like 83 or 84 or something so yeah i never actually i remember you had some inhumanoids i never actually had any humanoids but oh my gosh i would say at least every six months or something i'd pull up eBay to look for new humanoids. That's <laughs> <laughs> still have not had any. Luck. That was a good toy line. Yeah, I think that's another one where I think they just made the toys and the writers had to figure out how to how to make the story go along with it. So, dude, do you remember when we when we actually rented the Inhumanoids cartoons and watched them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Those were pretty intense. Yeah, they were, yeah. I remember because like the humans were major underdogs in that whole show. Like they were yeah. just constantly trying to survive. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't even like they were coming close to actually figuring out a way to to defeat the enemies. It was just like every episode was them not them trying not to die. Yeah, pretty much. But I just remember. There was one episode specifically where, like, there was, like, a Russian guy and, like, all of the guys on the team that was fighting the Inhumanoids, they, like, majorly hit him. I forget what his role was or why he was there or something. But uh, there was a line where they, the guy said something, and it was like, you know, we've got to go this way. And one of the guys from the, the Earth team, whatever they were, uh, he was like, hey, when I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you with a crowbar. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Like, like why that was pretty intense. <laughs> that was uncalled for. Yeah, like, I don't know. And I don't. Like, know. how many kids would be going up to their moms then? Like, your mom's like, would you like to serve them the pancakes? I like to serve my pancakes. Like, if I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you with a coat. Yeah. Because <laughs> 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 their kid that says, do you want to serve on your pancakes? I like to serve on my pancakes. <laughs> I'd be like, what? <laughs> it was just occasionally the mom might want to, want to express her own opinion on something. <laughs> but after, after that, like, she probably wouldn't. Or she would probably just get super mad. Yeah. <laughs> She'd go get a crowbar for real. <laughs> She'd be like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> <Dish>. <laughs> Try it. Yeah. Try it. Come on. <laughs> and the kid's like three. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. She's like, oh, my God, what a mistake. <laughs> He's like, what do you, how do you feel about it? Yeah, what do you think was going to happen? <laughs> He's like, <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't turn. It wouldn't be a good day at the dinner table. So yeah, but the Inhumanoids toys. Those, that was a really good toy line. Yeah, sweet. I could go, like probably go back even further and remember and think of some good ones. But those were yeah, that's one of the first ones I remember being like super impressive and not just like super basic like the old Star Wars ones. Not that there was anything wrong with the old Star Wars ones, but they did have just nothing but shoulders and hips. And I think they the necks. Yeah, the heads move. Yeah. 
You know, it's crazy. Uh, like, you know, like the old Star Wars. And they were also, like, tall and lanky and just skinny. And they'd be like... But if you look at, like, the... Like, I don't know, in the early 2000s or something, they re-released, like, Star Wars toys and stuff. Lando Calrissian is, like, Billy D. Williams. But, dude, he is, like, ripped. Like, <laughs> like weirdly tight-chested. Like, like, yeah, it's like, you know what? This this action figure line is missing abs. Like, yeah, they all need to have a six-pack. Exactly. Like, every character. Like, Yoda's got a six-pack. <laughs> It's like super muscular. I think we could um, we could continue this conversation for another hour, but I think that'd be fun. Oh, guys, yeah, uh, we could talk about this, and yeah. we will again. I mean, yeah, we haven't even we. I don't even think we mentioned Transformers or Battle oh, Beasts. No, or, oh shoot, um, Battle Beasts. Yeah, like, <laughs> that kind of makes me want to just continue. Like, I know, right? For but, another hour right now, so I'm gonna go to bed thinking about Battle Beasts <laughs> and be like, man, like I, I want to talk about Battle Beasts. <laughs> That's cool. We can, yeah, we'll write. Oh, I got the whiteboard. Write this oh, down. yeah. Write down. Battle Beast. That's right, guys. Don't forget, uh, the Turtle War podcast is a professional. <laughs> We've leveled up. Yeah, we got Battle Beasts. And Transformers. Yeah, Transformers, obviously. So it's going to be super weird for someone to come in here. Like, I don't know, like, <laughs> because, it, I mean, I'm renting this place, and if someone comes to fix the dishwasher or something, and they, they happen to into the studio, they're going to see a whiteboard that says, would you rather bring Michael Jackson back, <laughs> Cars versus Rocking Chair, Egg Mike Tyson's house, Battle Beasts, Transformer. Yeah. So I think that's... I'd be like, man, you guys are having some good conversations. Also, right on there, uh, Manglore. Because I got to... <laughs> <laughs> just, just to make it that much, that no, much more awesome. Uh, I don't want to get into it because it'll probably take me 15 minutes. But I've got a, a really... Well, I think it's funny. Uh, I've got a good story about the old Manglore commercial, uh, which I'll bring up the next time we address uh, action figures. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, our first of many uh, episodes slash conversations on action figures. Guys, thanks for joining us. And uh, I hope you guys one. enjoyed it. Yeah.